What's up, everybody? It is time for another episode of Big Kyle's Barn Lounge. This is actually going to be a special episode tonight. Um, we got a special guest, but I am your host as always, Big Kyle. You can find me on Twitter at 901 underscore ball and listen to the show. Find the show at, at Big Kyle's Bar. So... We talked Saturday. Things kind of went off the rails a little bit. That's fine. We had Brandon from Chattanooga. It was a good time. We talked uh, the Alabama game. Talked some Braves. That sort of thing. Well, tonight we got a special guest coming on. We're going to maybe kind of a, a little over mid-season report card. Maybe. Not really going to grade it, but like, how are we at? We're eight games in. What do we think? How are things going? Is the program heading in the right direction? That sort of thing. So, should be a good time. I'm excited about it. We've got, uh, actually, Jabari Davis, the Gator Killer himself. Is joining me tonight. It's, we're gonna, that, that's who we're going to talk to football with. So thanks for listening. Appreciate you. And share it and tell your friends to listen. So here we are. We, this is this is Kyle. Another episode of Big Kyle's Barn Lounge, and we got we got Jabari Davis. VFL and former Tennessee running back with us tonight. What's, what's going on, man? Man, just chilling. Chilling. I was watching the World Series, but uh, just chilling, man. About to catch a little bit of uh, uh, some, some NFL highlights I missed. Like I said, man, I just came home from my son's football banquet. Yeah. Yeah, football over with. Yeah, ready to get that behind us, ready to uh, move forward from that, man, and really working on uh, a lot of things we got planned coming up in 2020 with our, I mean, 2022 with our organization and some other great things we got planned. Yeah, there's a lot going on with that. A lot going on with that. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to camp season for sure. Yeah, man, we appreciate it. We, uh, We'll be traveling to 15 cities uh, next year, so we're game planning now, putting together dates, securing fields, getting guys' schedules opened up and ready, man, so we can uh, uplift these kids, educate and inspire these kids to be great and uh, get back on the road. So we got a lot of great things in plan, and this is about the time when we start game planning right now, a lot of meetings, some more fundraising opportunities and stuff. And things like that. So it'll be a great time, man. 2022 with the Legends of Tennessee Football Camp Organization. Yeah, I know we're we're excited about it here. We're excited to have y'all coming to Arlington for sure. And uh, we finna we finna start hitting. We we were we about to wrap up football too, so we mm-hmm. can start hitting it and and getting the fundraising going for y'all. And uh, up, man, we appreciate your help and. Uh, the whole city of Arlington get behind us, man, because it takes a community effort to make these things possible. And uh, 
that we're looking forward to it. I know we talked about that date, so that works with us early April. Yeah. And uh, next thing you know, man, time is going to be approaching. So it's going it's going to be on top of us. So. So yeah, yeah we're 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 ready. I was talking to Ricky today, and uh, he's excited. Um, so we'll be working on making sure everything is is as far as the field and all that, and everything is secured and and uh, figuring out what we got to do. Man, it's going to be exciting. I know my my son is is ready. He's ready because because I know we're coming to Jackson. We may end up coming up to Dixon. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's ready to. He's ready to get back out there and mix it up with y'all. Well, we appreciate it, man. We look forward to seeing everybody and uh, working with your son again. And uh, like I say, have a great weekend, man. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. So, um, here we are, man. We're we're eight games into the season already, which is is hard to believe. <laughs> so we're like well into we're we're a little over halfway the first season of the the hypel era. And sitting at four and four, which already a better record than than last season. Yeah. <laughs> so what what do you think? What are your thoughts on it so far? Um, I would say I'm a proud alum, man. Yeah. Uh, it's been a big transition for us with having a new coach and a new staff. But um, if you're looking at us on paper, I think we're a lot better than what it shows on paper, man. And that four and four record, we've been in every game. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we've been out of a game and we got clearly blown out. This past weekend was the only time that we just lost it. Right. And the, and minutes of the game by just having penalties and just having a team that was just uh just super talented like alabama you know just yeah. just doing what alabama does but other than that man we were in every game i think we have coached great every game i think we have played and fought hard every game and just the little things yeah have uh, lost us those games just by Having penalties, um, beating ourselves, uh, turnovers, and uh, not capitalizing when we had opportunities to capitalize uh, helped us uh, lose those four games. But other than that, man, I'm proud of what I see. I'm proud of the passion I see in this team. I'm proud of the fight. Uh, we've had some guys step up. You know, we're dealing with a lot right now with injuries and things like that. But I mean, this team has become one of my favorite teams probably over the last six or seven years just because of the passion that we're playing with, and we never back down. Right. You know, I said, we've been in every game, playing our hearts out, and just using the guys that we have um, to try to get it done. I mean, we've been – I've never seen an injury bug like this in a minute. Right. You know, we have so many big guys that are banged up. And especially in the trenches and in the SEC, man, you win through that trench warfare. Right. And that had guys like Kay Mays and Cooper Mays and some of the, you know, some of the other guys that have been banged up, uh, you know, will affect you big time offensively. So 
But other than that, man, I'm still a proud alum. Only thing I wanted to see from this team this year was, you know, was those two things. I want to see passion. I want to see uh, pride playing. And uh, through that 4-4 four four record, that's what I've noticed the most about this team. And we still have an opportunity to get into the bowl mm-hmm. game. So I didn't really have huge, huge expectations going into this year. My number one goal, like I said, was to play hard, play tough, play with pride and passion. And second of all, let's try to get into a bowl game. And I think we've reached, uh, you know, goal number one and goal number two is right in front of us. Yeah, I I would definitely agree. I'm with you. Going into this season, I didn't have – I didn't really know what to expect as far as expectations were. I didn't know what what to think was realistic and what was just – dreaming or or what but um like you said being the fact that we've been in every game for at least part of it you know I i think i think saturday was a was was a product of the at some point the talent was just gonna outlast us and yeah. then the depth on top of it. And, I mean, we had guys going down. We got walk-ons that are in the two deep in some positions, which is insane, yeah. you know. But they're still going out there and fighting. Like is it, like you said, this team has – this team is actually it's, – it's the first time in a while it seems like it's a team. Like you got offensive linemen. When our quarterback gets hit, our offensive linemen are fighting for him. Yeah. You know, they they, they aren't putting up with the, the – with, with – with, our guys getting beat up and run over the offensive linemen are right there. They're the big guys on the field and they're acting like it. And yeah, I agree. they're uplifting each other. It's not, you know, you got Joe Milton started the season as a starting quarterback and then he lost that spot to Hendon hooker, but he's still on the sideline cheering for his teammate. He's not, he's not in his feelings. He's, he's dealing with it. He's being, you know, at least on the surface, he's being mature about it. Like they seem to be a team, and and we hadn't seen that in a long time. And then, as far as the coaching staff goes, you know, we've we've seen some close games that have slipped away at the end, but we've seen some, we've had some really nice blowouts too. And one thing I've noticed is that the coaching staff never stops coaching, no matter what's going on. Yeah, I agree, man. We've been making some great in-game adjustments. I know over the last couple of years, even with dealing with Bush Jones and sometimes with Pruitt, it seems like we made adjustments to next game and coaching to win. And uh, that's one thing that I see with these, you know, with these coaches. Every weekend, we've had guys prepared to play, um, and we come in with a great swagger. And you know, and we've been keeping the team on their on their heels, man, by striking first. You know, trying to take some of the crowd noise out of on the away games and playing in some you know in some big hostile environments and uh, doing what we came to do. So that all goes to the coaches by getting guys mentally prepared, physically prepared, and knowing where to scheme properly against some of these big opponents, man. So uh, coaching wise, I have nothing to say. You know, this is crazy that we're talking about this on this guy's first year that we really don't have a lot of coaching things to say because normally it's always bad coaching, doing this, doing that. But now it's just, you know, it's really being ourselves and with penalties and not having the 
you know, enough depth to come into some of these bigger games right. and be eat for four quarters. Um, and that's really it. But I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say, hey, man, I don't really have anything coaching-wise to say, play-calling-wise to say. And, you know, Tennessee fans, man, that's really our go-to. Oh, I know. that. <laughs> you know, I mean, look at – look, Pruitt's thing was always, I got to get my guys in here. I got to get my guys in here. Pru- exactly. Heupel, you don't hear any of that. You know, Butch always had the loaded up excuses. Well, these guys have never flown on an airplane before. Like, who the yeah. hell cares? You're going to play a football game. Yeah. But, I mean, we but, had guys, like I said, Hinton Hooker. You know, we weren't really expecting him to really do much. This year, with all the hype from Joe Milton, he stepped up and he's one of the top passers in the country right now. Um, you know, with his, uh, you know, with, with, with his quarterback rating, right? I think, you know, it's top in the country, mm-hmm. top five in the country. Our defense, then our tackle for loss, um, um, ranking is like top in the country or top five in the country. It's definitely top five. I mean, yeah, I mean, we. We didn't expect none of this stuff. No. We didn't expect none of this stuff, but these guys come out every week and they fight like dogs, and we get shocked as fans, and we're like, wow. Yeah, and I mean, that was – Just imagine what year two and year three is going to look like once we get those guys, once we get those guys that coaches can fit into their system. But these guys didn't really – you know, get a big chance to recruit any kids for the, you know for two or three years and build a great relationship with them. These guys are just taking, you know, unproven talent and and just molding them into fighters and potential winners. Like I said, man, we've been in every game, and um, you know, we we will get into a bowl game, man. If you if if I got to put my name on it for what I see. You know, we're going to beat Kentucky, and we're going to finish out this thing strong. I, I'm with you. I think we beat Kentucky. I think that they are going to they're, they're going to overestimate themselves, and they're going to underestimate Tennessee. And I, yeah. I think that's definitely something that's coming. So I, I got to ask you, like, you know, um, everybody was worried after last season. with You know, Ed, Eric Gray seemed like he was coming along, and then he, he bounced to Oklahoma. Yeah. And then we lost, uh, what was it, we lost Ty Chandler, right, to, to North Carolina, I think. Um, the running back room seemed depleted. We had some guys coming in, right? We got, now we got Tyon Evans in there. And and Jabari Small, we knew he ran hard, but he didn't have a lot of size. So being a, you obviously being a former running back at Tennessee, what do you, what are your thoughts on the running back room this year? What do you, what, what do you, what are your thoughts on what you've seen out of Tyon Evans and, and company? First couple of games, man, we were leading the pack. You know, I think we were leading the pack. You know, we were the hardest workers on the field, having a complete game, guys breaking tackles, running hard, showing breakaway speed, running violent, uh, you know, and with a passion and a purpose to not be stopped. So I was very proud of what I saw with the running game. I knew Evans was going to be really well, uh, do really well. I saw a lot of film of him from JUCO, and uh, I know he was going to get a lot of opportunities. I know Small uh, was going to be successful as well. Um, 
And you know, we're running backs, man, is just staying healthy. I, I, I think we have a, I think we had a loaded room, and I knew everybody was not going to get the opportunity to play whenever you have four or five backs like that. But those guys have just, you know, leveled up the expectations of what it takes to play running back at this university. And they showed up and they showed out. And Evans, I feel like if he can turn it back on and get healthy these next couple games, man, if he continue to do what he did those first few games, he may not. I mean, it, it may be our last time seeing him in Orange and White. Yeah. Because I definitely think he has enough film to be a second, third, or fourth round draft pick at the running back position. Because if you look at his size and speed and, and what he's done in the big games and the Florida games and the Missouri games and the Pittsburgh games against big time, you know, competition, the guy that stood out. So uh, if he can get healthy, man, I think this may be the last time we'll see him this season. Uh, but I love what I see, man. I love what I see all purpose backs. You know, this past weekend, we didn't really do a lot between the tackles or get into the numbers on the outside plays. But, you know, we stepped up and, and, and made an impact in the passing game. You know, that's one thing I like about uh, Coach uh, Heifel is that he does use the running back a lot in the passing game with a lot of uh, swing passes, mm -hmm. a lot of screens and things like that. And uh, those backs are open. On, on, on those third down situations, man. We run good routes. We got nice soft hands and we catch the ball, tuck it, and we get upfield as fast as we can looking to make something happen. So uh, with the running backs, man, so far, I give them like a B plus, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy from what I see with the production. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to see that somebody or have a, a running back again with a little bit of size that can run through some people, but that can – can get in the open field and break away. Yeah. You know, growing up, I mean, watching watching all the great backs that have come through Tennessee, I mean, that was that was one of the things that we always had. We had big running backs that could run through you, but when they got in the open field, they were gone. And that's what I always loved about one of the things I always loved about watching Tennessee growing up. And it's 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 definitely nice to see that again. Yeah, it is. It is, man. You know, this foundation of this university was built on trench play and guys running the football. You know, that inspired me to come to this university watching guys like Jamal Lewis, Travis Stevens, Travis Henry, Jay Graham, and guys in that era. So uh, the more we can get back to the foundation of this university and what has made us so successful, the more opportunity we're going to have to get back for those glory days that we had. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely excited about the, the the thought of it. I mean, even just having fun again watching Tennessee play yeah. is like I I we we were fortunate enough to be able to go to the Ole Miss game. I didn't like the outcome, but man, that <laughs> the the atmosphere was oh, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, we missed, yeah, you know, we missed out on each other that game. I had a lot going on out yeah. there. Two games, UT Chat versus ETSU, drove down, hit traffic, had to do the cigar event, come make it to G10 with all you guys and yeah. some of the Twitter fam, man. But uh, 
what a great night of some SEC rivalry football. What you saw versus Ole Miss game was not a reflection of this Tennessee fan base, man. Yeah, we had a bad moment, but all fan bases have bad moments. So Tennessee fans, you know, don't let that ruin you. Don't let the media get you all upset. We are taking the negative thing and turning it into a positive. Absolutely. Fundraising for the uh, East Tennessee Children's Hospital, which is amazing what we're doing and just showing people that we are uh, the most uh, powerful fan base and the most loyal fan base and the most exciting fan base in college football. So uh, it's just the media twisted that and turned that and just made that just uh, like it was the worst thing in the world. And we all know, man, we experienced worse things than that at away games. Right. Florida and all those people like that. So I'm just fans, don't worry about that. We're good. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I felt the same way. I mean, even being there, look, we, you know, I was, we were on our way out of the stadium because when that, when that yeah. last call got, when they ruled that fourth down, a fourth down, I didn't yeah. think there was a chance Tennessee was getting the ball back. I really didn't. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Lane's ego about costing that game. Yeah. And, you know, it was uh, all. Lane stirred the pot all week. You know, they made it all about him. And, and you know, the fan base had their reasons. I'm not saying they should have did it, but I understand why they did it. Because when you're so frustrated and you see how these SEC officials are going right. and you're tired of getting screwed around, you know, you, it, 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 you know, you, you know, we were quiet at first. And consistently having bad calls. I mean, it, it's gonna create a fire, man. And oh, that's absolutely. all it was. Is that you know we were frustrated. We're we're, we're we're tired of getting bullied. Tired of people taking advantage of us. Tired of these officials, you know, making all these bad calls. And 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 it's constantly happening. They're not getting penalized for it. You know, I don't know if they're gonna suspend that crew or whatever. It's like every time. They come out and do a poor job. It's like the SEC is not holding them accountable. But now, you know, maybe we spark something that can hold these guys accountable because when you come back in Neyland Stadium, we're not going to put up with that crap no more. Right. You know, we're tired of it. Get us a good officiating crew. That's going to be fair, and it's going to do it right. But as you see, two weeks in a row, it's, it's... it's either Bama's way or Lane Kiffin or whoever's hiding the SEC on a winning streak is like that's who they go to for the calls, and that's not right, man. So people that follow me on social media, I didn't have anything negative to say. I'm not all about, you know, that classy stuff. Man, this is a football game. At night, that class shit leaves out the door the minute you – Step on the campus to tailgate. I mean, you've been drinking all day, partying all day, hanging out, talking trash, cutting up. Ain't nothing classy about that. Mm -mm. So don't, so, so people stop killing me. Oh, it wasn't classy. Show some class. Come on, man. Right. You got your kids at a tailgate while you out there playing beer pong. Right. No, I'm with you. You talking about class? Like, shit, that crap up, man. Don't bring your kids to a game. 
you know, this is football. If you want class, go watch it. You know, go, 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 go play golf. Go play tennis, water polo. You know, this is football, man. They ain't killing me with that class crap. No, it's, it's SEC football. And, yeah. And, and the most passionate fan base. Exactly. We had football. a night game. When the last time we had a night game? We ain't had a night game in forever. Last time, and then we checkered like, kneeling on top of it. Yeah, two years. People ain't been outdoors. People ain't been to Knoxville. Yeah. People, people got some freedom. People didn't battle COVID. They're free. People didn't bury loved ones. People didn't been through all this crap for, for a year, and they finally get out and have some fun. And y'all want to ruin it. Yeah. You know, the media wants to ruin it, not us. Like, come on, man. We yeah, are. Right. You got, you know, and you got those, you got those select people in the media that do that. One thing I, I'll, t- I'll tell you, one thing I loved is look, the fan base. Went to went the fan base went to war with on behalf of the team, yeah. And the team supported the fan base, and so did Josh Heupel, yeah. With with the comments that they made, and I think that that speaks volumes about this team, this coaching staff. And and the direction that the that that it's going in because I'm gonna tell you, I mean you know you get give Tennessee fans just even a little bit to cheer for, mm-hmm. and we finna show up. Yeah, it don't matter. Yeah, give us I mean just a little bit to show up for, and and we're gonna be there, and that that's how it is. I mean how we came from. We decided we were on our way back from Nashville on Wednesday of that week. And I told my wife, I said, look, here's some tickets. Why don't we go? I don't have to work Saturday. And she was like, okay. And we bought tickets right then. Drove back from Nashville. Was Worked Thursday and Friday and got up at 3 o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning. Drove to Knoxville. And then for some reason, well, we tried to get a hotel afterwards. After the game, we drove all the way to Cookville to get a hotel, and there wasn't a room available. We drove all the way home after the game. (laughs) We pulled the driveway at 6 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Man, you can't get a room nowhere. Uh -uh. Man, I saw people talking about hotels were going for like three or $400 a night, like two-star hotels. Yeah. And that's a great sign because that's, you know, that's how Knoxville was back in the, you know, in the 90s and early 2000s, man. Right. You know, you get a room nowhere, you can go nowhere, you had to go to another town to get a place to stay. And, you know, that's just a little glimpse of what we had of, of what it's like when we officially are back. Right. No, it was, it was definitely great. And I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to more. I'm, I'm going to try to make it up there for another one this year. It's looking like maybe that my next one may be Vanderbilt. I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm a, uh, I was supposed to go to the Kentucky game, man, but uh, we got some things coming up that we got to do. It looks like the next game or my final game would probably be that Georgia game. I got you. Yeah, after the Georgia game, I'm going to sit it down for a minute because I've been go. to – never been to this many games, man. I've, I've been to – Every game except right. um, Florida and Alabama. So I've been to every home game, man. Every home game. 
Yeah, they, it seems like there's a lot of that. There's a lot of y'all former players that are showing back up and and, yeah. and going to games. Everybody, and... everybody, man. You know, with you know, even before the the, the Al Wilson uh, tribute, I've never seen this many guys come back. You know, a lot of guys <laughs> didn't get a chance to do anything last year dealing with the COVID protocols, and even before that. So a lot of guys are coming back, and mainly because, you know, we got a lot of DFLs back that were there when we were there. Right. Uh, Scott Altizer, who was working with the director of high school relations and some recruiting stuff, he was there um, late 90s, early 2000s. So guys uh, are coming back to see him again. Uh, I think we got a few other guys that was there in the late 90s also that came back. So they had that bond with some of the older players, and that's a great reason that guys are spreading the word to get other guys coming back because now they're doing a better job of treating the former balls better. Well, that, that's definitely good to hear. Yeah, you know, not putting us through all those lists and got to email this person, contact that person, and do all this stuff now. Nah. Yeah. Just show up, let them know who you are, who you got with you, and, and you know we'll work on getting you guys on the field or putting you in a good seat where you can support your brothers and your teammates. So um, UT is, is, is definitely doing a better job with that, man, when it comes to taking care of the former BFLs. Well, that's that's really good to hear. I'm I'm really glad to hear that. So look, man. I know you're busy. I got to get up early as hell in the morning. You, you, you've been at it all night. I've been at it all night. But before we wrap this thing up, man, why don't you tell everybody what they can do to the, to to support you and the legends of Tennessee and how they can help? Yeah, well, we have a uh, big event coming up next month. It's our well, a lot of nonprofits. I have a campaign called the Giving Tuesday. Um, it will be November 30th, I think. And that will be a online fundraiser to help kickstart our organization going into the new year. Um, our goal will be to raise $15,000. All proceeds will go toward children, the camp, expenses, and things that we have mm-hmm. to do to make sure these camps are ran professionally with quality and organized and make sure that the kids have a life changing experience. I will uh, do a countdown before the campaign starts and it will be on all my social media platforms, just getting people ready. So that's our goal. And I need some volunteer spirit. I need people to get involved and help us reach our goals to get these former balls engaged back in the communities and keeping us around. Um, doing what we love to do, and that's teaching the game of football, teaching the game of life, and teaching ways that we can educate and inspire these kids to be great. So that is the next really uh, big thing that we'll have coming up. That is our Giving Tuesday campaign, November 30th. I will tag you in it, okay. tag a few other uh, media people and analysts, podcast folks in that, and that is our goal to raise 15 grand and i think we can do that um 
with Vaughn Nation and a lot of the people that want to get involved in our organization that live in cities that we don't necessarily travel to or just want to give back to a UT theme charity that's benefiting kids. This this is a way that you can do it. And we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So every donation is tax deductible. You just, you know, save your receipt and do all that type of stuff and you'll be good to go. So uh, November 30th, be looking out for that. That is our Giving Tuesday for the Legends of Tennessee organization. Awesome. Awesome. We'll definitely be looking for it, man. Well, Jabari, man, I, I appreciate your time, brother. It means the world to me. Uh, we, I, I appreciate everything you're doing. I love your organization. We appreciate you. You mean a lot to my family. Uh, my son is falling in love with the game of football, and a lot of that has to do with with you and your your staff introducing. And we appreciate that it, man. Team, That's why so. we do it. You know, we the whole mission is to educate impact and inspire so we're more than happy to keep your son inspired and we're gonna keep working with him and we're gonna keep helping him get to the top man mm -hmm. so I, I appreciate all the love and support that you've shown me and all the guys and um you know ball nation all right man well we're gonna we're gonna keep we're we gonna keep pulling for you we're gonna keep supporting you and uh and and go balls brother all right man go balls man i'll talk to you later all right we'll holler at you all right, y'all be good. All right, bye. Take care. All right, so that's – y'all heard it, man. That's Jabari. That's Legends of Tennessee. Um, he Look, Vaughn Nation, he's asking for our help. He'll need us November 30th. He's got this uh, fundraiser coming up that supports his, his, his camps. It, it helps him be able to get his staff – across the state to be able to teach these kids about football. And you heard me, my, my son has fallen in love with football and has everything to do with this camp. So it's a good one. So let, let's, let's get behind one of our own and, and support it. Y'all stay with me. All right, y'all. So we're gonna wrap this thing up tonight. We just wanted to—I I wanted to come on because we had had Jabari. Our schedules finally lined up. I've been—we've been trying to link up for a while now, um, and we we're finally able to do that. That's why we jumped on here tonight. Um, thank, thank you to everybody that that takes the time to listen to my nonsense. I know things sometimes get a little off the rails. But that's okay. That is that that is what it is, man. That's why I do what I do because I enjoy it. And if I can find one other person that enjoys it, then I'm good. That's that's worth it for me. Um, but yeah, like I said, support Jabari. Do your thing. I'm I'm really excited. If you didn't pick up on it, I live here in Arlington. We're bringing this camp to Arlington for the first time gonna be a good time um Tennessee's got a bye week this week so not gonna be talking Tennessee football but guess what Tennessee baseball is going to be in Millington this Saturday and I am going to be there and I'm gonna watch it and have a good time so Tennessee football might have a bye but I still get to watch my balls play and that's gonna be great and who knows 
Maybe we'll have another off the rails episode with some other member of my Twitter followers. If you haven't listened to to the episode before this, then I, I suggest you you give it a listen. It's a good time. But anyways, share the show. It's on it's on most of the the major podcast platforms: Apple, Spotify, Anchor, other things too that I don't know what they are or how they work. But but hey, it's there. And give me a follow at Big Kyle's Bar and at 901 underscore vol. If there's ever something you want me to talk about or you want to ask me or whatever, just hey, shoot me a tweet at Big Kyle's Bar. And and I, I'm gonna I'm I'm trying to get back to being more consistent with this. I got some some ideas for some 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 new segments coming up that I think will be fun. And hey, you never know. You might get to be on. You might get to be on. You you wanna you wanna join me sometime? Shoot me a DM. Give me your number. We'll get on. We'll get linked up. And uh, I promise I'm not gonna like save your number and stalk you, probably. But anyways, y'all be good and be good at it. Good night.